What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod. Each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need. Please take a second and check out allineedskate.com. That is the hub. That is where all our skate videos are. Our podcasts go there. We have our online skate shop, which I just updated with new decks, apparel. We got our banners up there, socks, um, some hats. Check it all out at allineedskate.com. And uh, do us a favor, follow us on social media at All I Need Skate on Facebook and Instagram. And if you do, send me a message. Say what up. Say, yo, I listen to the podcast, my G. Support for the All I Need podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code AIN at manscaped.com. Yeah, Manscaped hooked me up with a little perfect package 3.0 kit and it comes with a lot of cool stuff. I really enjoy this. If uh, you got a lady and you got to keep it clean down there, this thing is clutch, doesn't nick the nutsack and uh, keeps you so fresh and so clean. Get down there, lawnmower, clean it all up. If you don't have a lady... You got to get one of these just so you, it stops looking like a swamp down there. Keep that thing clean. It's going to attract some some ladies, you know? You're going to be hooked up in no time. So get one of these, throw a skate sticker on it, do what you need to do, keep that thing clean. Again, um, get 20% off and free shipping with the code AIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code AIN. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for your job with Manscaped. This episode is brought to you by World Industries. Please check out worldindustries.com. That's where all the goodies are. We got the decks, t-shirts, footwear, everything's up there. We're bringing back the skate team. Kevin Clem's pro for World Industries. Sean Egan's skating for us. Uh, Sammy Skates is filming and skating for us. Uh, and Andrew Soptich out there on the West Coast is representing World Industries. So, yeah, World's back, man. Check it all out at worldindustries.com. And uh, they got a hell of a deal right now for my pro model shoe. Uh, we lowered the price during the pandemic to help out and to move the last of our inventory. There's only select sizes, but uh, if we have your size, you're in for a hell of a deal. So check out the Shetler shoe at worldindustries.com. Cop a pair, pair, maybe two. Um, yeah, and and that's it. I think that's it for today. That's all the ads right there, man. My guest today is Manny Santiago. Born in Puerto Rico, raised in Lowell, Mass. Today we sat down and we talked about finding balance during the pandemic, how him and his crew got closer, which is pretty epic. Um, we talked about advice for younger skaters and kind of reminders for ourselves as to... Uh, just what to do to keep it together and continually be successful at life. We talked about Manny's contest skating career, Street League, X Games, his uh, goals on aiming at the Olympics and getting there. We also talked about filming for his new video park, California, that was premiered on Thrasher, all the ins and outs behind that video part. It's got layers, so definitely um, check out his video part. 
And once you hear him talk about it, it just adds so much more depth to his part. It's really cool, man. We talked about how his car got broken into and then how Spanish Mike uh, crashed his car too on the same trip. We also talked about his future plans and we checked in with his skate shop, Skate Hop, just to see how things are going. Uh, I really enjoyed this podcast. Manny is the man. Known him for a long time. I hope you enjoy this episode. You are now tuning into the All I Need podcast. But uh, I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. That's why I love skateboarding to death. That's right when I found skateboarding. Like my friend showed me and I was like latched onto it because it was the only thing at that time that was really fun and like my escape and I fell in love with it, you know. Today my guest is Puerto Rican Ripper, born in Lowell, right? Lowell Mass. I was born in Puerto Rico, but raised in Lowell Mass. Or I'm sorry, raised in Lowell Mass. Um Contest destroyer. (laughs) Definitely, dude. I don't know if people would associate that with you, but definitely a contest destroyer. Um, Mr. Pop and Flick. (laughs) Handrail Hubba Destroyer. Just came out with an epic skate park on Thrasher. Um, Very consistent over the years with the video parts and everything you do. Um, Mr. Manny Slays All. What up, Manny? What is cracking? (laughs) <laughs> good to see you man we were just talking for a second it is it's good to see you man mandatory sip all right it's great yeah this it's crazy how a couple of years have gone by but i'm talking to you now and it feels like i talked to you yesterday yeah man same yeah it's like uh when we just turned the camera on and i saw you i was like oh this is familiar very familiar I know this guy <laughs> so I know, I know this kick board slider <laughs> <laughs> thanks man um how, how's things going man uh things are amazing uh, i can't complain to be honest uh i'm in a very good space uh life's in a very good space my mind's in a good space my body's in a good space my skating's in a good space my son's in a good space my skate shop's in a good space. everything's just great i can't really like i can't i can't really like say anything bad that's awesome to hear yeah it's been amazing um i feel like covid Although in a very uh, negative situation, it's helped me a lot. Yeah. yeah. How, how so? Well, during COVID, you know, uh, luckily I have the house that I have with all my friends and we're all on the same page. And we just got just on a little program where we all got a lot closer and we we're cooking together, eating together, taking care of the house, taking care of our little, you know, fruits and vegetables and skating and working out together and um in those moments so we got all to reflect and work within ourselves and the things that we were doing and how we were like expanding our energy to others and it was really draining and also for ourselves like not being happy with ourselves inside and we were able to all work on that during that and um i was able to just kind of fine-tune uh, my skating for myself, like reminding myself why I skate every day and who I skate for, which is for me and no one else. Um, 
and just having a lot and a lot and a lot of fun. Just <laughs> that's insane. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that, um, from that negative thing, like COVID and the pandemic and stuff, it, it allowed some of us to have space to just kind of stop with all the crazy, like, cause we're always going, going, going. You don't have time to like stop and go, why am I just rushing in these many directions? But that kind of slowed the whole world down to try to take inventory of your yourself and your mind and everything, man. That's good to hear that you guys were doing that, man. Yeah. I feel like for us during that time, when, when everybody slowly started to hang out again a little bit, the people that were safe, uh, we just gravitated a lot of people towards our bubble because we were all having so much fun and skating and filming and going on little missions. And um, I just, I don't know. It's almost like there's so much noise in the world and created every day. And during COVID, there was no noise. So uh, what is your energy and your frequency just kind of like tunes back, kind of like tuning, it's like tuning a guitar, right? You have your own guitar and you, you tune it perfect. But then every time you see someone grab your guitar, you cringe because yeah. you're like, oh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to change the notes or they're going to play the strings too hard. Or, so I feel like everybody's guitars has, has always been misused during before COVID and during COVID you were able to fine tune your guitar. So now when people, asked me to use my guitar right the metaphor i selectively choose who can and who can't yeah and that's kind of where i'm at right now that's rad man that's really rad where, where are you guys at are you in cali yeah we're in la in the valley valley homie valley yeah <laughs> how's the you got a park you got a park right there too right yeah I have a park in my backyard um yeah i have everything in my house my house is like a it's like a one-stop shop to be honest yeah, uh, I have my skate park. I have like a little rehab area, like an ice tub, uh, massage table, uh, sauna, like a sauna bag, uh, Normatec stuff. I have like all the stuff for rehab. Now the skate park. I have all the stuff for working out. Um, we have like a garden in the front where we grow food. Um, we have an outdoor shop. We have just everything. Like I have all the tools. So when I want to, right now I'm building like, I have a Ford Transit Connect. And I'm building it uh, custom off-road camper. So I'm building like the bumpers uh, off-road from scratch. So that's what oh. I was doing. And that's why I take a shower because I smell like metal because I was welding the bumper like plates. And I was just like, oh, I got to get, get it, you know. So um, that, we, that like, is sick, dude. Fuck so yeah. During, yeah. So during COVID, it'd be like, to give you an example, wake up. Everybody would meet at a certain part of the house where, we, where the workout was. We do a little fun workout. Then uh people would shower and then certain people would take turns like cooking breakfast like if someone was cooking the breakfast the people were washing the dishes and then there was someone that was setting the plates and setting the food and then it was like that and then we would all eat and then we would watch like some type of like skate video or show or something then we would all go in the backyard and skate then we would come inside chill make make some actually no we only ate twice so then we would chill watch more stuff then we would skate again then we would make dinner then we would all sit down, watch a movie, eat dinner, relax, and then everybody went to bed. And that was every single day during COVID. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. You guys are on a tight schedule. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it sick. Uh, like we'd be chilling, watching something on the TV, and then I'd be like, oh, man, I just thought of a trick. Can you come help me film it? And during during the quarantine, I learned like 26 new tricks. So after, yeah. 20, after 20 years of skating, 
I was able to learn some tricks in the backyard, which I was able to implement in the video part, like the Nolly Heel Feeble I learned in the backyard. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like that you uh, have kind of, you've always been very driven and focused and you can tell because you've over the years, you've kind of gathered all the things that you need to build the life you want, you know? And I like, I admire that because some people are so scattered and all over the place and they want a lot of things in life and they can't ever get ahead because they're not really focusing on things that are helping them progress because you kind of got to sacrifice, you know, all your impulsive pleasures and things that you just want to do and sacrifice those for discipline and focus on things. And you've done that with your health, with your skating, like you seem to have the fire and drive, dude. I love that yeah. about it. More, more than ever. So um, my thing was even back then, I mean, you saw me grow up in the skate scene. You always saw me at the contest and at the demos, which we went to every demo back then was to do demos. Um, I was, I, I don't know. I just always felt like I had something to prove to all you guys. And I always feel like no matter where I'm at, I have something to prove no matter where I'm at in my life. Even now I just dropped that part and I already want to go film another one. Like, I feel like it wasn't enough. And I think that just stems from like growing up in the East Coast and growing up in the industry and and also just always wanting to prove myself to myself that like I can be more like I wanted to always become a product of my imagination, not a product of my environment. Ooh, I like that. that. I like you know, that, man. If, if that took like living off a dollar a day in Florida during the winter time, so I can skate in warm weather and that's what it took, you know, like. I just sacrifice. I've sacrificed my whole life, even till today. I'm still sacrificing, just to be able to live the life I always wanted, which is what I'm been living for a while. So, yeah, man, that's yeah. fucking awesome, and uh, I'm glad to see that it's possible. You know, like people, it's good to have people like you as examples. Like, tighten your belt, aim at something, work, and then the fruits you get the fruits of your labor. You know, and it's uh. It's been a continual rise for Manny, which is nice, man. Yeah, and a lot of people think, like, they see me now and they think, like, everything always has been, like, good and easy, but it hasn't, like, you know what it's like in the industry, and then yeah, you get to a pivotal point, and then you get really comfortable, and then, you know, like, drinking almost ruined my career. I was drinking a lot for a while in my, you know, in my mid-20s, and I almost let go of the dream again, and I was, I had to go sober cold turkey and focus and do it again, and I'm even sober now. And it's just like, um, it's funny that we're talking about this because, um, so Eric Martinick, you know, little Eric. Yeah. So insanely good. Like so talented. I actually, one of the most talented skaters outside of Dave from like Lowell that I've ever witnessed, or even like in a, one of the ta most talented skaters in a sense, in his, in his realm of skating. This is this is going to sound weird, but I think about Eric a lot, like in his skating, and I always wonder what he's doing and how he's doing. And I see him pop up online here and there. And I sent him a message not that long ago just saying, hey, like reaching out, trying to say something positive to make sure he's good, because uh, I agree with everything you just said, man. Yeah, he's super talented. And uh, he had hit me up and congratulated me. And um, he had said, like, wow, I, you know, uh, let me, I read the message because it's, it's pretty cool because he's one of mine you know he's like one of my little guys that that I've always wanted for him to succeed and so when I got the I got I got a lot of love for the video 
but there were certain messages that just hit me different than others. And was he grow? Did he grow up like skating Hadley and stuff? Yeah, he grew up. He grew up skating Whipple, which is the park that I I grew up skating all of them. But I I had my time at Whipple as well. Right. And so I've I seen all of them grow up. Him, Pedro, uh, Shandy, like like Steven, like all these kids. And I'm just like, you know, like so blown away by how good they all got. You know, obviously me and Dave and Nikki and all of us were pushing the envelope at that time. And so they had no choice. I mean, the message is in one of my comments, but he pretty much said like, wow, like you killed it. Like I'm so, you know, I'm so high, blah, blah, blah. And I read it and I was like, I went to his Instagram. Um, I mean, I could have easily texted him, but it's easier to just go to his Instagram. It's kind of one of the same now, like the DMs, like it's kind of. It's almost easier to talk to someone through Instagram <laughs> than it is. Um a text but anyway so i go to his instagram and i'm looking at his post and his first two posts are like the recent ones are like him with a dog and like a selfie of him and i just click on it and i just was like when i looked at the photo i envisioned everything he's gone through to get to as far as he got and i was like wow and he just let it slip through the cracks like he didn't he didn't continue to fight you know like he didn't make his own path here he just kind of gave up and then went home because a lot, I mean, life stuff happens, but I wrote to him and I said, know that it's never too late to chase your dreams and your skill level is way beyond what you have even done. Yeah. And I I still think, I mean, if he wanted to, he can make it happen, but that kid is like meant and breaded for skating. That's all he loves. So it's like, I want people to know that whoever watches this and is listening, like, also for us too, like I'm going to be 36 and I'm skating the best I've ever have. I'm still learning tricks. I'm getting better. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Um, I just want to push the envelope for people like, you know, to understand like it's not the same like it used to be. Like you could still skate as hard as you want. Obviously, I know financials are, and, and life hits you, kids and family. But ultimately, like it's up to you to dictate how you want your life to be. You just got to sacrifice and focus on what you want and not what like your friends want or what other people envision of you like yeah you know what i mean like there's different there's different roads like for instance like we have this conversation and then eric decides to hit you up and maybe you want to give him boards and then he's super focused and he's sober and then he becomes like in the next three years like the most insane skater and he could still live at home and skate for you and do a bunch of stuff and then come to cali and stay with me you know what I mean? Like there's so many doors and avenues. Yeah. And I just want people to like understand that, that it's never too late. I don't care what nobody says. That's a, that's super solid and positive and definitely what kids need to hear and pe young people need to hear. Cause it's true. Like sometimes you feel like you're left behind or it's too late or you blew your chance. And the truth is it's like the world's waiting for you. Like we need more, more people to like harness their power and, their focus and pointed at the things they love because that's what you're going to be great at. If you love something and you can build discipline in yourself and aim it at the things you love, you're going to excel faster than you can even imagine. You know, it's yeah. just like, like growing up, man, like you said, family stuff and the external world, like sometimes everyone's path, different people's paths are different, you know? So we got different demons to fight and we get at, we get to different places at different times, you know? And, um, there's amazing people like that, that just, um, once they connect the dots and figure it out, they're going to explode. And like, 
it's never too late because like you said, dude, he could focus, not just him. There's other people like that too, that if they tie it all together and figure out and use that focus and power they have, it's going to happen fast for them. And yeah. I agree, man. I love, I love when I meet someone like that, that's so talented and they find their own calling and they get a healthy balance. A lot of it in life too, is like trying to figure out how to survive off of like very little but be happy with that. That way you can move from that point and move up from there instead of the opposite. A lot of people are like the yeah. things and the things they're striving for is like, that's what they think is going to propel them. But it's like, no, everything you have right now is all you need right there. And then yeah. build off of that, you know? And intended yes, <laughs> sometimes it takes like a, you got to get like a nine to five job and be able to oh, pay your bills. That, so you can have, gonna, bro, that's going to be my, my next conversation with you. Yeah. People, the expectations of making it and what they see, they it's what they want, but they don't understand that, like, bro, when I was living in Florida, I was working two jobs a week. Like, I was waking up at 6.30 in the, in the morning to work at a bagel shop till 2.30, and then I was replacing windows, like, hurricane windows in mansions. So like, I, like, you see an image of something, and it's not that, like, there's only the one percenters in skating that make the real money, but even them, they had their own struggles that we've never even heard of or saw. Yeah. It's just they people are like, Oh, well, I'm this good, so I never have to work. And it's like, yeah, I mean, at some point you have to work at least a little bit, like so you can eat food. Like you can't just be good and expect things to happen for you. You need to help you need to understand that don't expect anything from skating and then you'll be happy in that road. It's when you expect like, oh, I'm going to get this good and I'm going to get this check and this sponsor and you don't and you get let down and you start to hate skating and then you forget why you started skating in the first place because it brought you happiness. It brought you center of gravity. It brought you your oasis. It brought you presence. It brought you you being present and creating a family within your friends who skate. And I yeah. feel like, you know, like I can go on and tell a million horror stories that have happened to me, but that's not going to do anything. All I could say is, if you set an expectation for something, you will always be let down regardless of the situation. Like, yes, the idea of expect, like, oh man, I hope this happens, but don't give it emotion. Don't tie something to it because then over time you start to, you start to create like a resentment towards it. And that's not why we skate. Like, yeah, it's nice to have a house. Yeah, it's nice to have a skate park, to live a lifestyle to do what I want every day. But like, this is all from sacrifice. But even if I even if I had to work a nine to five, I would still skate just as hard. That's not going to change. Yeah. 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 Agreed, that's, man. That's not going to change. I'm sorry. Like once I met, once I've met my goals, then maybe I'll be like, Oh, you know what? Like I don't have to go keep with Kruger 12 stereo today. You know, like that's for the, the, the next guys coming up. But I have, my goals are to push my ultimate goals in skateboarding is to push the limits of skateboarding in general, but also for as long as I can so that people realize like, whoa, I just cause I'm 35 doesn't mean I can't do it anymore. I want that, I want the 35 and the 34, the 33, the 31 to be the new 22, the new 21. Like it's how you see life and what approach you take to getting everything done that you want like a healthier lifestyle and yeah like bro i like to party i like to have fun like when i'm not super sober like you know i have my drinks and and i go out and i'm out till three in the morning but 
it's so far in between that I'm okay. It's when you let that take over your life that it ruins it for you. Or you trying to change yourself to impress other people and then you lose yourself. And that's where the mental issues come in as well. Like you start to question who you are and why you do it. And are you good enough? Are you a good person? Are you a bad person? Like, bro, just be ultimately you. I haven't changed since day one. I know I'm loud. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm very emotional. I know that just like I can be the life of a party, I can also be a drunken asshole. Like, but I'm not going to change. I'm going to work on all those little things so that I can become the best version of myself. But I'm not going to become a cool guy just because of so that whatever cool guy wants to be my friend. No, I want to be friends with the guy that wants to have a good time, go skate flat, and then chill and make food. I'm not trying to, you know, like yeah. people ultimately lose themselves. And then when by being yourself, you gravitate people just that who are like you around you, and then you guys feed off each other. And that energy is crazy. Yeah. And you don't have like all those insecurities because you're not trying to be something you're not. You're just you and the people around you will accept you for you if it's authentic, yeah. you know? Be a dork and be yourself and you're not like, oh, fuck, did I say the wrong thing? Or did I, did I, was I too hyped? Yeah. Like, no, bro. Like, sorry. If you do something sick, I'm going to give you your roses while you could still smell them. I'm going to be yeah. loud. I'm going to say that was crazy and I'm going to give you a hug. And I'm, that's just me. That's, that's me in a, in a nutshell. I'm, I'm not going to change for no one. And I realized that forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a good job of that, to be honest, man. Like you were always, uh, you stuck out because you weren't a shit. You weren't trying to be cool. You were just being Manny. And I think that's, a that's, a turn people on to you, which is yeah. good, man. You're able to do that. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, man. I think, um, the external doesn't make you like, if you look inward and figure out who you are and what you're made out of, that's where you start and then you can build something off of that you know but that means you have to go out there and test yourself figure out what you believe and try to match your words with what you believe inside and try to figure out how to express it into the world and um it's a hard it's a growing process you know and sometimes it takes people to 40 60 to figure it out you know and other people put it together beautiful like a puzzle and you're like how do they figure this out and it's just like and then you know we all have days where we fall back and we we relapse you know like <laughs> i have my days where i'm not this you know i'm not this like super giddy happy person like i have my days but i realize that in those days is where i i become a better version of myself because it's i i see that happening and then how do i act so that i can slowly destroy this monster or this energy right so I started doing these, um, well, I've been doing it for a while, but I built an outdoor shower, only cold water, only cold water. So when I feel like hot and flustered or when I feel like I'm super down, I just go and take a cold shower. Yeah. It resets your emotional system. It resets um, your thought process, but it also uh, helps um, It helps um, speed up your metabolism. It does a lot of stuff. So I found a little like loophole in how to like, do that and i realize you know when i sit back i go wow like life is great i gotta stop chirping or i yeah. gotta what, do, maybe this is some energy that i don't want so let me go take a cold shower you know? yeah so, some me, some i tell like young kids around here too um when they're asking about sponsors and stuff i always just say don't worry about the sponsors just be so focused on doing stuff that you enjoy and like be so busy building your life 
that you're not lusting after a sponsor. That's when they'll come when you're self-driven and you're focused and you're not like really paying attention to the chasing the golden goose. You know, it's like you're too busy creating your life and working on your skating. People love that because they see it. They're like, yo, this kid is driven, focused. He's doing something. He's working. You can see it. And you're like more likely to like want to help that along instead of someone who's like, I need you. I need a sponsor. Like hook me up, blah, blah, blah. It's like, now all you need is something from me. And it's like, you should be just so busy building your life with or without a sponsor. And then that's when they'll come, you know, like you'll get the support then too. You know, you got, you can't expect the support in the beginning because you have to build your life and prove to people that you really want that thing, whatever it is, you have to have that internal fire and drive. So people believe in it. Otherwise it's just like so many people say they want something in life and then they find out they don't, you know, or they just say they do. And then they, they act a different way and all their actions contradict what they say, you know? So to match those up, you know? Yeah. I kind of wanted to take this uh, conversation into contest land. Cause I was looking at your Wikipedia and I don't know how fucking accurate this thing is, but uh, yeah. I-, I was impressed with like all the events that you've done really well. Let me see. Uh, first, Puerto Rican skateboarder to be in the street league skateboarding premier competitive series. Yeah. That one's true. That was Barcelona in uh, Brazil. Uh, yeah. And then I got, I qualified second into street. I, well, first I won the pro all the first two pro opens, which was a qualifiers to go into X game street league at X games. Um, the first one was in Brazil, but then I didn't do too good in the pro con, like in the actual big contest. And then the second one, I qualified, I won, and then qualified second into the finals, and then got third, where I got the bronze X Games medal. What's that like? Explain that to me. Like, what's that like? What's that feeling like? Like, and I know that all the cameras and all those pros, like, it's all the biggest names in skateboarding, and to be up there and to actually do well, what is that like, dude? What's the feeling? Yeah. Well, it, it, at first it was really surreal and that's why when you see me skate contests i'm always laughing because it's still so surreal to me that like this is my life and this is who i am i've become one of those pros that you stand next to right right something like that or whatever that means and it's like it's still insane to me and so at i remember at in in brazil uh i for the pro open it was the first one I landed my trick. Lutzka needed one more try for a trick. And if he would have landed it, I mean, it had to be a hard trick. He would have, he would have beat me. And then he would have went and skated on the next day. Um, and when he bailed, I felt like this, like, it was weird. I felt like this white energy just flowed through my body and I became numb. It's the wow. first time I've ever felt that. Like I legitimately felt like this, like, like white, like, like, glow of energy and i just stood there and i was like i've never felt like my body just like kind of release like almost like when a when you open the fridge and it's like it's making noise and you open it it goes it's like i felt like that like whoa this is crazy wow that's it and after (laughs) that when i did good at it so when i'm there like i see my like i don't see them like yeah they're it's paul and it's Nigel and it's Chris Cole and it's Mikey Taylor. Like, yeah, the, the, it's them, but so am I. I'm up there and it's me. And I remember I, in order to get the bronze medal, I had to know, I, it was me and Malto were third, fourth. 
but he was in fourth or I was in fourth. And I remember I nolly, I had only one more try. This is crazy. Sorry. I had one try and I look at Chris at Cole and I'm like, bro, what should I do? And he's like, cause we talk up there. So he's like, he's like, dude, he's like very Hill five Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I don't want to do that though. He's like, bro, you can do every try. It's very Hill five Oh. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, I, I look out and then I think Costin was like, Burial 5 And I was just like, oh my God. So I throw my board down and I just do Nolly Flip back 50. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then I land that and then Malto had to get like a crazy score and he fell. And then I got third. And then that was crazy. And I remember like going over to Costin and Costin like, like give me dap. And like, I was like, wow, this is like, Okay, like it's Paul crazy, Chris Cole crazy, but this is Costin. Like this is like Jesus to me, you know. Like I'm like, oh, the Almighty. And then I remember in the award, like when when they did the award ceremony, was like in a whole stage with literally like three thousand people, like no joke. And so I get my me- uh, I get my medal. Then they give uh, Paul his medal. Nigel gets his medal, and I'm standing up there, and everyone's looking at me, and I was like bro, this is insane. And I take my medal off and I take my bag off and I look at the crowd and they all just go like this. And I was like, I look at the producers and everyone at X Games and I just put my bag down and I just run and jump into the crowd. And they take me on a crazy ass loop, bring me back on stage. And I was like, I got to do that again. So I point and they're like, come back. And I jump back in. They brought me around. It was insane. And yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, but then now I'm one of those guys, you know, that solidified that I was one of those guys. And then I was like, okay, I'm here. And now it's my job to maintain being here. And then, you know, the rest follows. I I like that about you is that you, uh, break, break the fourth wall. Like you're aware it's a show. Like you're, you're not above entertaining or getting on the microphone or interviewing someone or like you, I like that about you because there's a lot of dudes that go there and they're just strictly like competitive athletes. Yeah. And you, you've always kind of were oh, self-aware enough to realize it's a show and that you could showcase your personality and make it fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's an <laughs> that's something that I admire too. Cause like some people can't do that, you know? Yeah. You feel like you got you feel like you got a lot of opportunities from not just from your skating, but also from not being shy and being able to talk to the camera and like harness those moments. Oh yeah. People always come to me for interviews, people always come to me to host the at the contest, like, like to hype up the crowd before the finals or yeah. But that's just me being me, you know, actually. All right. No, no, yeah. Let's get it. Sick man. Just, um, yo, it's still, I mean, to this day, I was talking to someone I was skating. I think it was yesterday. And they were like, they said, I, cause I was, you know, practicing for do tour that's next weekend. And, uh, they're like, then, like, so I think it was like they said oh, it must be nice or something. Cause I was doing tricks like back to back, and I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, I, I really like hope that I don't just wake up in my mom's room and lol and just like, this is all a big long dream. <laughs> That's how I feel all the time. Like I'm just gonna go boop and just wake up in lol and be like, have Dave text me and we're going to Hadley and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> You're, you're going to pee your pants. You're going to wake up and be like, what the no! fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I did that one time. One time I was sleeping 
and the window, the curtains were back and it was a really hot day out And the, I was sleeping with the window and the sun was coming in. It was beating down on me. And I was having a dream that I was like in the jungle and it was super humid. And I like moved some branches and I found like a, I think it was a porcupine. This dream was a long time ago and I started pissing on it. And then I woke up in the middle of the dream and I was pissing myself. And I just like, it was such a warm one that I was like, I'm just going to finish this off, dude. <laughs> you finished it? You're a psycho for that one. It was too late. I already got like half through and I was covered in piss in my bed and I was like, fuck, but like, I'm just going to finish this out because it's comfortable, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, you made, you, you had that come out of me, dude. You're, you're fun to talk to. So <laughs> that's so funny. You know what happened to me one time? Now that we're in this conversation, I was the same thing. I was like in a dream somewhere and I was just like, I think I was in a dream and I was pissing and then I just felt, but when I was pissing, my legs got hot, right? But I'm standing up. So I'm just like, oh no, I'm pissing myself. And I woke up out of the dream and I was literally pissing myself. <laughs> like in my dream, I'm like, oh no, I'm dreaming. And I was literally pee all over me. I'm like, did you, did you stop or did you? Yes. <laughs> in the best way though, in the best way. <laughs> I wish I wish I should have just finished it because I, I like you know when you pinch it it's like the worst pain. I was like oh run into the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> that was a weird side side note right there. <laughs> that was good. Um. Okay, I think we should talk about the part you just released. Cal- California, right? That's the title, yeah. and yeah. it was. California. And um, maybe explain how long it took. Uh, what was the vision? maybe some of the okay. battles, like I know you went to Clipper, maybe ramble off some of the places you went and uh, some of the trials and tribulations of filming this part. Okay, so check it. I'm going to start. So I dropped a part on Instagram called June 1st, on June 1st. Uh, it was a lot of footage that I was sitting on. But when you do these contests and a lot of your livelihood is based off these contests, street skating is like very minimal because you don't want nothing stupid to happen while you're preparing for the contest. So I've, I had like this scattered footage for like, a year and a half of like, you know, a hand, you know, a handful of good tricks. You know, I think it was like 12, 13 clips of good stuff. And I was like, man, like it's COVID. It's going to be another year. Like, I'm just going to make an edit with this. And uh, I surprised all my roommates and I used a lot of the footage of them that I filmed and they, I gave them like a guest part in the middle of my part. Rad. So my goal of putting this out was to make, like put something out to like, cause I made it funny and quirky, but still serious. Like, you know, I threw shop five over Hubba and I, it's like good stuff. And then it came out and I was super happy, you know, fun response. Everyone was super happy and people were like, oh, it's cool vibes. But I ultimately, I wasn't happy with my stuff because the, and like, I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of and all my parts, they're very like specific and I have like good stuff. So I was like, man, it's COVID. We can't go nowhere. So at first I came up with this concept. I'm going to, I live next to a school. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do like a day one tribute part of just like table skating, like benches, tables, tables set up. And then I tried to, this is in July. I started filming for that. And I was like, man, cause it started to open up a little bit. And I'm like, man, I just want to skate other spots. So then I, I switched the idea and I was like, cause Every morning I was watching day one stuff and then I would watch like all the old parts, you know, Manikmati, yeah, right. So then as I was watching all these other videos, I was like, 
man, I'm kind of bummed that I never took advantage ever of when I first came to California to put out my gnarliest part of these spots because now they're all knobbed or you can't skate them no more. And then I was like, wait, why don't I do a lot of research from like four videos based off uh, videos that I watched before I came to California for the first time. So Menik Mahdi, yeah, right. A lot of logic videos, uh, flip sorry, really sorry. Um, those are pretty much the five. And when logic, logic had like seven, right? So another 12. Logic um, was a logic was a sick fucking series of videos. Yeah, that was a uh, Heathmo Brinkley. He, oh, that he, makes sense. Yeah, it was him. So um, I did all this research. You know, I made my list. Obviously, I got to hit Hollywood. I got to hit Clipper. I got to hit Rincon. I have to hit um, all the L.A. spots, uh, Sacramento. Um, so then I started making a list of spots. Then I started doing my research of what tricks have been done. With that being said, then I attached what tricks I could do at all these spots. So I actually had like a trick list with spot and trick. That's or trick. sick. Yeah. And realizing which spots were skatable and not. And if they weren't skatable, then we made them skatable. So actually, I brought back a lot of spots for this part. So the premise of the part is spots I grew up admiring before I came to California and my take on the, I feel like the best era of skateboarding, which was the early 2000s for me. Yeah. You know, for, for my childhood. Um, Minic Body is one of my favorite videos ever, yes, man. Yes, exactly. Minic Body and Yell Right and In Bloom hold a place in my heart. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So then I just did. Oh, and In Bloom was another one I watched. Um, so then with that said, I just went and attacked. So I would prep, go check the spot, make sure it was good, tell Spanish, meet Spanish the next day or that weekend, tell them what clip I was going to get, go and get it. I was like that. There wasn't one clip that for the longest time, there wasn't one clip that I didn't get that I told them I was going to get. Wow. You had a hell of a run then. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, to be honest, I was very grateful for that. <laughs> uh, only like a handful of tricks got away that I didn't get that I actually tried. Ooh, you're going to have so, to tell us some after whenever. Yeah. And then, so we did that. Um, and then I hit up Thrasher and told them and they were down to, for the video part. And then they were down when I got some photos. So um, a couple of the stories, uh, there's this one story that when I, we went to SF to, to get Clipper for the first time for the Vera Hill 50. So I flew up to Oregon to see my son. And then I drove down and met Spanish in SF with a couple people. I get there Thursday, I don't skate Thursday, I skate Friday, um, wake up Friday, go to, um, the double set under the awning where Arto does fakie flip switch tray. Yeah, I got I got I got half cap flip on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you have cap flip there. I did my research. <laughs> uh, and then so I go there and I uh, within the research that I thought I didn't see anyone three shove it. Mm. So I did nollie flip, no push three shove just to pay homage to Arto. I even wore all black with white shoes just to kind of. <laughs> No, I did that in the part a lot. If you if you watched, it's like a lot of things that I did that you pick up on after you watch it a bunch of times. Oh, I'm rewatching it now. Then even like the way things are filmed, they're filmed exactly to a T, like the clip that I watched at that spot. Ooh, wow, nice. So, yeah, and then so get that, and then we go to Pier Seven, but there's wood on top and it's super loose. Like the boards would pop up. Yeah. And then I was just messing around. I'm like, hmm, maybe I can get some Pier Seven. So I ended up doing the front shove nose, man, nollie tray with the pigeon going through. 
Yeah, actually, that was a sick clip. Thank you. I've never actually done that trick. That was the first time I ever done it. So I was super hyped. I oh, kept yeah. trying it, but then I realized that one, the bird, the pigeon was in the shot, and there's no way I can remake that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna keep this one. Yeah. Then the next day we go to Sacramento. I skate the downhill rock manual pad where Gerondas and Nolly Laser flip manual and skate more. Yeah. Uh end up doing fakie three shove switch manual. Um, then we go to the speed bump rail. Uh, where Paul skates and in bloom, he does Nolly Crook, switch from board. So I do front shove feeble. Then the next day we go back. The next day I go to Clipper and do Vera Hill 5-0. So I get all these clips. Everything's cool. Um, Mike's car got messed up and we had to stay an extra four days. So his car was in a dealership. So we had to check it out at an Airbnb and then check into a new Airbnb that I got in the actual city. Because we were staying in Daly City, I think. And, or... Oakland. We're staying somewhere that way, like near Fremont that way. And we go to one of the parks, you know, the park with the full houses. Yep. So we go there chilling. We're just vibing. I'm drinking a truly listening to some Lauren Hill, having a great time. Ooh, Lauren uh, Hill. Yeah. I was with little Johnny. Johnny was with, on the trip, Johnny Hernandez. And uh, he went to the store, came back, forgot his ID. So went to the store. When he came back, he came up to me and he's like, yo, your window's broken. And I'm like, my window's broken. He's like, yeah, your window's broken. Man, Mike overheard, but he was trying to tell me like quietly. Mike ran to the car. When I looked, though, I saw the window was shattered, but the car was so, it was like maybe 25 feet from us. We didn't see nothing, didn't hear anything. Mike runs back. He's pale white. He's like, it's gone. It's gone. I'm like, Mike, what's gone? I need you to calm down. Like, I honestly need you to calm down. He's like, no, it's gone. I'm like, what's gone? He's like, the backpack with the hard drive, all the footage is gone. Oh, man. And I'm like, okay, like, but you're like about to die on me, so I need you to chill out. Like, the cameras are there. He's like, yeah, the cameras are there. I'm like, so everything's okay. We'll, we'll just refilm everything. He's like, no, dude, look, my bad. I should have grabbed that. I'm like, Mike, it's okay. Just relax. I need you to relax. And then <laughs> we get in the car. I call the place to fix the window. No one, by that time, it was like 3.30, so nobody nobody everyone's like no it's gonna be late like we can't uh i call the guy phone hangs up call the same guy phone hangs up i'm like shit so i'm driving the guy calls me back and he's like hey like um like what's up i'm like oh i need the wind i'm a window uh fix i'm not from here i just got robbed like whatever and he's like i can't it's too like too late we can do it tomorrow and i'm like dude i'm not from here like i can't just leave my car no window in the city like and then he's like, oh, I can't, hangs up. Then calls me back again, and he's like, all right, we can do it. Just give me the address, and we'll meet there. So then gave him the address. Mike, I asked Mike, what do we need that was in that bag? He's like, well, the two charges for the batteries are in that bag, and hard drive and memory card. So we go to Sammy's, get one of the chargers, hard drive, memory card. Then go back to the Airbnb. The guy meets us there. He's fixing the window. We're inside. We're unloading everything. And... uh Mike comes back inside and he sits down and he's just like, kind of like in his head. And I'm like, Mike, like, I need you to calm down. Like if I'm going to get all these clips before we leave, I need you to calm down. He's like, no, it's not that. He's like, I just crashed your car. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh my God. dude. <laughs> so I go, I'm like, you're kidding. He's like, no, dude, I'm so sorry. So I go outside and he's behind me like, I'll pay for it. I swear. Like, I'm sorry. And I look at the car and like the bumper and the fender. And I'm just like, I just started laughing and it's, it's starting to rain. 
And I'm just like laughing like a madman. Like, ha, this is crazy. Like, oh my God. And then Mike's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Mike, it's okay. It's just a car. Now, when I look at this scratch and this dent right here, like, I'll just think of this moment and I'll laugh. We go back inside. He's still freaking out. I'm like, all right, for the last time, I need you to calm down. We're going to chill, get food, relax, go to bed, wake up early 7.30 and start the, like, start the list. He's like, all right, wake up 7.30, out the door by 8, drive to Sacramento, which is like an hour and a half, go to the manual pad, do fakie three shove manual again, and better than the first one. Then I remembered that Paul and Jeremy skated it in Time to Shine, and Jeremy does Nolly 180 heel manual fisheye, and it looked cool. So all right, like I'm going to do three shove nose manual to complement that trick. And he's like, all right, bet, do three shove nose manual, go to the hat store, buy an SF New Era, then go to the camera store, get the other charger, go to the San Juan rail, uh, do front of people again, and better than the first one. Jesus. Then go to an, the Folsom 11 stair where I do the very heel. Um, do very heel. Then I skate down the school and there's like a double rail, shotgun rail, like nine stair. And then I get three clips on that for something else. Wow. So that's two clips, the front of people, very heel, and then three tricks. So that's seven clips already in one day. That's unbelievable. Then wake up the next day, go straight to Clipper and do Vera Hill 5 again. Wow. The, the sequence you saw in the mag, I had white shoes. And the fisheye one you saw, I had black shoes. And then rainbow shoes and yellow shoes. And I'm doing a podcast. And then you pop locks. And then you just <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? My manager. I don't know why he just did all that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dude, that is insane, man. Yeah, that is insane. Good After, on you. Good on you for not. I yeah, no, no, we we're nah. They, that wasn't happening. I had a vision for this part. I had to get it done. I had a time frame because I had to finish before the contest started again. Yeah, yeah. So I had a time. I only had a time frame. Like I told Thrasher, it would be done by December before December. So gnarly. So that's four months to get a whole part done with the tricks that I'm telling you. Most of those tricks are like enders. You like you don't you don't go back to get them twice. <laughs> and then we got in the car. We didn't even stay the extra day. I got in the car, and then we just dipped. That is insane, Manny. Yeah. Call me if you need. No, we good. Uh, and then, yeah. So we didn't even stay the extra day. Yeah, we got Mike's car, and we just out. And Dude. we get to LA, and then yeah, that was one. That's one. That's like one of the stories, you know. So one someone actually, someone actually did just smash the window, and they. What else did they take? Just like, what did they get? Back, they took all the hard drive with everyone's footage, the uh, chargers, memory cards, and the backpack and the laptop. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like all that stuff doesn't seem like like if someone's gonna break into a car, they might not, like that's not something they'd really want. But the laptop makes sense, you know. Fuck, so, dude, that's insane. SF, um, how is that? Like, SF is like, I all I can I hear on that, the news is it's rough dude, out there. That was the third crew of people in within one week that, that got their, their bag stolen. Like, Fuck. Jolly and them went up. They're filming the illegal civ stuff. And the first day they were there, right in front of uh, FTC, window broken, bag gone. Within dude. Yeah, man. That's always got, a fucking nightmare. We got our stuff. We got it done. And then uh, I went back up 
and tried Nolly Hill 5-0 twice. But the second time I went up to SF, the first day, uh, it was when it was the forest fires. So it was ashy and gray. I, I had no choice. Uh, weekends were vital. Drove all the way to SF. First, we went to the, on Saturday, we went to SAC again to the rail and I did the kickflip crook. It was like 105 degrees with flakes of, of fire coming down. <laughs> Biblical and, shit right there, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then on one of the attempts, I jumped a flat and I bruised the bottom of my foot. So then the next day for Clipper, I still tried, but my foot was so bruised that I couldn't. And I tried though, like I gave it my all and I, and I just couldn't. So then I went back and, uh, got it. Yeah, man. Clipper, the Clipper stories. When I saw that, when I saw the Nolly heel to five Oh, I was, all I can think about is the precision it takes to hit the Nolly and just land in that five Oh dude. No, yeah, especially with the hubble when it's like this round. Yeah. I five Oh, like, like sideways. If you watch it again, next time you watch it again, I 5 like sideways because I knew if I got on top, I, my wheel would get on top and throw me right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did Nolly Hill back 53 times trying to do 5 That's ridiculous. But I already did that a long time ago, so I'm like, I can't already do that. Damn, dude. So you put <laughs> you put a lie into this part then for sure, dude. Yeah. Like, the song was made from scratch to – Complement the type of music in the early 2000s. Um, the intro was play, paying homage to Yao Wright's intro. Yep. Uh, with the Nolly Flip slow-mo, even the captions. Um, another one is the Nolly Hill Nose is uh, complimenting Costin's Nolly Hill Nose on Wilshire. Yeah, fuck yeah. Angle. I even wore green cargo pants like he did. Yeah. <laughs> The line at that spot, the back nose grind, Trey Flip, Nolly Flip nose, was to compliment Paul. Paul does switch heel over a can, switch 50180 on a on a on a bench on a bench, and then Nolly front board, and then he does Nolly nose grind. So mm -hmm. I did back nose grind, Trey Flip, Nolly Flip nose, and then Nolly heel nose to compliment Paul and Eric because they inspire. They're like my biggest inspirations, you know. Yeah, and, man. And Scott Kane. Ooh, how good is Scott Kane was one of the best, dude. Dude, are you kidding? Like he uh we're um I'm invested in Highland Pico, which is the water bottle company, and that's him and Nisai Sal. So we're like boys. Yeah, they sent me a package a while ago. I was like, I got some of their stuff. Yeah, I just text him. Like, hey, what's up, Scott? That's I told awesome. him, I'm like, hey, I got some tricks in this part especially for you. Like the heel flip nose grind on uni on the university high rail, that was for for Scott. Hell yeah. Damn, that's so sick, man. That was a good idea for a part, man. And I'm glad that uh you didn't let the fucking external world yeah. stop you. <laughs> no way. And even like the intro at Silmar, that Silmar section is paying homage to Justin Eldridge and yeah, right. The B-roll and the song and the way it's edited, like how his was in when he skated the white rail in Santa Barbara. Yep. He does like six, five, he does like five or six tricks. Including pop shove and nose grind. Yeah, that's all. It adds layers. It adds layers to the park part now. So like now I have to go back. I think I picked it up subliminally, like watching it. It was like very familiar. But now knowing all this, I'm gonna go back and just see the layers of everything you've added into the part. You know, even there's a clip in yeah, right? I believe of Brandon Bebo where they just show they show his eye opening up. 
And I did that at Clipper. That was like paying homage to Bebo and, and Ty Evans. Did you have, did you write all that stuff, like B-roll stuff down nah, too? Nah, that was here. That was all in my mind. When Sick. we were at the spot, I'm like, yo, make sure you get this. Like I would literally pull up and uh, I'd be like, okay, look, this is the clip we're going to, I'm trying to like pay homage to and I want you guys to film it exactly like this. And I would show them the clip over and over again and they'd be like, okay, got it. And then bam. Wow. Like the, the Silmar, I think it was the heel flip crook was paying homage to costing the switch nose blunt. And yeah, right down low on the side, I told Mike. And then the nollie flip board on the Manchester 12 was paying homage to Costin's nollie board slide. Um, he did the fakie too, right? Nollie board fakie? Or am no, I he tripping? Did no, he did oh, regs, regs, all right. Yeah. Sick. Um, all right. <laughs> so moving forward a little bit, um, it's 2021. What's on the horizon? Like, what are some things now that you got this part behind you, like contests, street skating, maybe just life stuff, any trips? Like, what's going on rest of the year, you know? Uh, so we have do tour in Iowa next weekend. Then That's we have uh, four days off. And then we have the World Skate World Championships, uh, which both of these are for Olympic qualification rankings. And then we have the Olympics at the end of July. Where is the qualifier? Well, the do tour counts as a qualifier. Oh. You get points. And then the second one is in Italy. I've never been to Rome, so I'm excited. Wow, that's in Rome. Yeah. So I'm going to Rome for the first time. And then after that, going to Japan for the Olympics. And then directly after the Olympics, we bring back that gold. You know what I'm saying? Um, do, 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 do. Might have to fly to Puerto Rico and do some press. But then when I get back um trying to manifest all this stuff no uh, definitely I, definitely i want to go on a short little trip with like paul and mike just like for like three days and and my girl christiana and a couple of the guys just go on a trip just kind of deflate decompress and then i have to go to woodward for a week with sheckler and i'm back and then we have a contest september 4th for a backyard skate battle which is a new contest series that started and we're gonna have a contest mexico city September 4th and then I think Street League's gonna have some more dates so then we have Street League but so I have another goal before the end of the year I want to film another part wow you got this dude you basically filmed two parts we're working on your last one you had to refilm all the motherfuckers <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> I dude I didn't think of that <laughs> well now this is the thing now I get to skate all the spots that I that I wanted to skate that are popping up I, for this part, I couldn't skate no new spots. Yeah, true. So like for like when I did the laser flip down that Hollywood double set, that's like a o o o o g double set. I had to go there and like do some stuff to move the tables. Yeah. So like, now I, there's all these other spots I want to skate, so I have I'm already creating a trick list and spot list to go and film. I, I want to put out another part before the end of the year. Dude, I want 2021 to be the year of the street parts. Yeah, that's amazing with everything else going on with the events and contests and stuff. Get it all out while you can, Manny. Don't leave anything out there, you know? Nothing. Get it all out. Nah, there's just a lot. There's a lot of energy. Like, Paul's been skating again a lot, and he's got a project that he's putting out that's crazy. Like, my energy when I finished my part, because he was around for everything, then it transferred to him. And now he's got this crazy energy street skating where he's getting like crazy shit too. And then we're going to the Olympics. And after that, we're going to be, have this energy together where we're just going to be 
contest street skating, contest street skating, and just like, yeah. How just, how does the Olympics work? Like, how many people on a team? Like, if you go and skate in the Olympics, who are you skating for? Are you skating for Puerto Rico? Wait, okay. Puerto Rico is part of U.S., yeah. right? No, no, but we're we're a territory. We have our own Olympic team. So oh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm representing Puerto Rico. Yeah. So it's the top twenty skaters overall, but with three skaters from each country. So if there's like four U.S. skaters in the top twenty, the third, the fourth one doesn't count, so the next person moves up. So, yo, yeah. h- how crazy is it that you're gonna go to the Olympics, man? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Little kid hey, from Lowell, bro. I was gonna say Puerto Rican from Lowell, just all of a sudden <laughs> the Olympics. <laughs> Yo, just us talking about it is like kind of like giving me the chills right now because it's starting to sink in. Like I know the Olympics are coming, but just like thinking about you being there is like giving me the chills a little bit. Dude. What's crazy is when we do that interview about me getting gold. That's the crazy one. Yeah, right, dude. That Wheaties box, bro. I'm loving it. it. <laughs> get that Goya, that Goya deal. All the beans. I get You're, all the beans, all the can of beans. Here, here's what you do. I got it, Manny. When you win the gold, we melt that bitch down and put it in where your tooth is. Like, get the Olympic gold in the front. You yeah, know what I mean? Get a tooth. Wow, and I always have it. Dude. <laughs> we just figured this shit out right here on the show, man. <laughs> hey, I have to do a little customization. My metal will have, like, a little piece missing, like a tooth. Like- <laughs> yo, for real, that's, like, what you got to do. No one will – you'll never live that down. People will be like, yo, he's got his Olympic medal in his fucking tooth, dude. Yep. Or like, let's say if the medal comes with a housing, and then the housing has some gold medal, like you know, like a like a like a little something else. Yeah, I'll melt that down so that I have a piece of the medal. Yeah, yeah. Some, so I don't something. disrespect. Yeah, yeah. So I don't disrespect, but ooh. yeah, but the medal you don't have to give that shit back. That's yours, right? You keep that. Oh yeah, that's mine. You can do whatever you want with it, bro, and it's not disrespectful. If you put it part of your body, you're part fucking gold, bro. You're part. You're <laughs> USA gold all day or Puerto Rico. Nope, gold. We are gold. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> Don't we try to steal it for the USA. <laughs> I'm going to claim it for Lowell either way, bro, but good luck. <laughs> Dude. Oh, Hell yeah, yeah man. We got that. And then, uh, yeah, I've been working. So after that, then when my girl, Christiana means she's an insane girl, she's a skater. She's an insane skater, but she's a female. Um, she yeah. just had surgery on her ACL. She's super good. She's killing it right now. Her rehab, like destroying it, like so good. She's so strong. So it's am- that. that that's amazing. Like the resurgence of women, or like the beginning of women, like becoming yeah. in skateboarding and like making it their own, and like that whole yeah. thing is amazing. Yeah. So then we're not after I get back from the Olympics, we're gonna work uh, slowly getting her to film her part. So we're just gonna, you know. Get her in the streets doing some wild shit. You know me, I'm gonna pull her to like to do crazy shit. Push the envelope. Dude, she's hell got it, bro. She's got it. She's got it. Like it. So we're gonna work on it and then uh have her be one of the girls to also push female skateboarding, like the level of it, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, okay, so before we go, um Maybe who are your sponsors? Who are you representing right now? Who's helping you out? Um, uh, as of right now, dead ass, if I can even say it like that. Sure, you can. Uh, uh, I'm only on Diamond, 
Grizzly. Actually, I got some stuff. Diamond Grizzly. Then I got Highland Peak. Um, Black Plague Brewing, which is our beer company that a lot of us have that we're invested in. Jordan, right? Jordan's part of that. Jordan Hoffert, uh, Just Live CBD. Uh, and that's it. Got no board sponsor, no wheel sponsor. Get ventures, but nothing crazy. So that's it. Yeah. Right now, I'm a clean slate. I'm just having fun skating, putting stuff out, and enjoying skateboarding. Like, I'm just skating with my friends and having fun. Whatever happens after that, ain't worried about it. Yeah. Like, Everything we were talking about, you're doing it that way. You're putting skating first and letting that dictate your life. And that's that's the move, man. That's the right yeah, move. That's that's all I need. That's Amen, dude. Need. For that's real, Manny. Um, all right, another side question, weird one, but uh are you into any sports outside of skateboarding, like watching yes. or do, doing them? Yes, yes, yes. Uh big boxing fan. Love boxing, uh basketball. Ooh. Let me derail you for a second. If you had to pick, if you had to pick yourself as a boxer, which boxer would you be? And basketball player, actually. If I had to pick myself as a boxer, and I don't think I'm just saying this because we have the same name, but I'd definitely be Manny Pacquiao. Nice, dude. Just Savage. because, like, his story's so ill, and like, I really, I really love his work ethic, and like all the stuff he does like he does a lot of stuff people don't see for the philippines like he does a lot of give back stuff um but i just i just love like he's awesome yeah i, mean, I love a lot of boxers like aristotle lara is a good boxer uh floyd mayweather floyd mayweather obviously is like one of the best um so good guy caleb plant who is super dope he's the guy that's probably gonna fight canelo oh, okay uh, in september give or take but I like him a lot. He's dope. He's, bro, he's a beast. Look out for him. Caleb, right. Yeah. He's a champion at 160, I believe. Yeah, 160. Um, I've also been getting into UFC. I like UFC now. Not so big on the grappling, but I like UFC. Uh, and as for basketball, if I see myself as a basketball player, who would I would be? I'm trying to, I don't want to, you don't want to always say like point out the obvious because, you know, there's like the main names. So I'm trying to think of like. I'd be KG. Just throwing it out there, bro. Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a beast, bro. I'm trying to think. I'm, trying to think um, I'm like a Russell Westbrook. Ooh, nice. Scrappy, you know, like fast. Strong, in your face, but also like. <laughs> <laughs> Like a Westbrook. I can see that. He's explosive. He's strong. He don't take shit from nobody. Yeah. He's that's, just, one of, that's one of the things I like about him. Like, he don't care. Like, he's going to be 100. He'll push the ball right through and just get get it done. Whatever you need done, he'll get it done, dude. Yeah. Crazy. But, yeah. I would I would say those are my... How's uh how's things with skate hop, man? Oh, my shop is good. Everything's great, actually. Wearing it right now. Well, yeah. we're dropping a collection tomorrow. Full our our first full apparel collection drops tomorrow, which is pretty rad. Um, you can check it out on Instagram on the website skatehop.bigcartel.com. 
Um, we have like jerseys, shirts, all different color shorts, like apparel made, like super nice. We got hats, socks, um, new boards drop in, fanny packs. Yeah, everything's good, man. Like super blessed. Like uh, my boy Fico's, he's, bro, I never question or ever worry about any decision he makes because he, me and him are like here, you know, like eye to eye. And, you know, I wouldn't have skate hop if it wasn't for him. And we have a family and a bond there that can't be, you know, that can't be replaced. So how long has it been with the shop? Uh, we're going on seven years. Wow. That's seven years. Uh, the company as a whole, the shop will be five. That's a sick, man. Yeah, we survived Maria. We survived Hurricane Maria. We survived COVID. We survived all the politics of skateboarding. <laughs> we survived it all, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. The Puerto Ricans, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, I just want to say I'm super proud of you, man. Uh, just knowing you since a little kid and just watching your progression and knowing your backstory and just seeing that you've got the determination and, uh, the positive vision and you're still growing and it's uh inspiring so please keep it up and i'll yeah. try to do, i'll try to do the same and yeah. uh, I'll, I'll ride off your fire too you know yeah. i ain't going nowhere people are gonna have to get sick of me you know what i'm saying i'm not going <laughs> nowhere. i'm not i'm gonna be here i'm i when i when i decided to be here i'm here to stay and if, yeah. by by all means necessary like you know i feel like i owe skateboarding that Hell yeah, Manny. Thanks again for coming on the show and just uh, doing all you do, man. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. I hope everybody out there that wa is watching this or listening to this, uh, just remember that tomorrow isn't promised today. Be grateful for everything you have and just try to be as present as you can because you can't live two hours from now, right now. So just love more, hate less, create more. Get off your phones. Stop listening to this after you listen to the whole thing and go skate. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I feel you, man. <laughs> well said. <laughs>